Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches in PR and marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. make your content stand out from the scroll and from your competition. That is one of the things I'm going to be chatting today with Georgia Williams, founder of Ray of Social, the content and Canva queen. She really, really is. Georgia, thanks so much for joining me today. Absolute pleasure. Pleasure to talk all things content and Canva, of course. (laughs) Yes. So before we get into all your juicy tips, can you share with, with everyone that's listening a little bit about you and what you do? Yes. My name is Georgia. You can call me G. I live in Canva pretty much. That is my job title, a queen of Canva. I create Canva graphics, Canva content. I also do content strategy, ideas, anything to do with content is my bag. It's pretty much what I do 24-7. If I could, I would. And you've got a background in social media as well, but you've, you know, you've pivoted to being purely content and Canva related as well. So you do know where people are coming from. You do know what they need to be focusing on, but it is Canva and graphics getting their message out there that you focus on. Absolutely. Yeah. So I pre-pandemic used to work for a marketing agency, got 10 years worth of social media marketing experience. And I was made redundant. I was kind of like, what do I do now? Do I join what everyone else does and just join the hunt for a a new job? Or do I do something for myself, which is why I create my own business? And I pivoted to content only because I was seeing that people were just not getting that bit. They were like, I know I need to do social. I know I need to post something, but actually what do I post? And that's the bit that I love the most. So that's why I decided to make it a part of my business. Amazing. And there's so many people, there's so there's a lot of competitions. Everyone is, a lot of people are mindlessly scrolling. You know, how can you, as a, a business owner, you know, particularly for product businesses, make your content stand out from the crowd and stop that scroll? I would say the first thing to try and think about is what makes you different from your competitor? A person that does exactly what you do, but what makes you different from them? Is it the way that you say things? Is it the way that you create your message? Is it your point of view? What makes you different? What do you like about your brand and yourself and the way you communicate your message and the way that you do things? That's the first thing that I would always say. I would always ask my clients, what makes you stand out? What makes you different? Number two would be do things with confidence, audacity, bravery. Don't second guess what you're creating unless that's to like fact checked something specific, you know, scientific or whatever you need. Deliver it with conviction and confidence and go big and bold with the intention, you know, when you're creating content. I think that really shows when you deliver a piece of content. I would also recommend you find the way to create content that works for you and your business. Is that outsourcing the video creation process? Is that working with someone on the ideas and strategy? Is that getting someone to create a graphics? Whatever you don't like doing outsource that bit because when you do something that you don't like it comes across in your content so so easily and we don't want that we want you to deliver that piece of content with excitement with joy because that is going to make people go I like that 
I really, I really get that from that piece of content. It comes through. I think when we do outsource the bits we don't like, we keep that enthusiasm going for our content. Ultimately, we focus on the bits that we do like, and then we get enjoyment from having that help from people, professionals, you know, on the bits we don't like. If we can simplify that rather than thinking, I've just got loads of content, I've got this product, I've got this service, I have to just put out there, I need to create a buzz about it. Let's get those professionals in to help us with the buzzy bits and then do the bits that we like as well. And then together that will be simplified and come through in that piece of content. If you see a video and someone's just like, hi, my name is so-and-so and I've got this to talk about and yeah, and it's a great product. Like you're just going to be like, what? What is this? And you're scrolling on. Whereas if you've got someone saying, hi guys, I'm here to tell you about this and these are the benefits and this is what I love about it. You will see that passion for that person and that product and that brand. And you'll be buying to that straight away and you won't scroll. You know, you'll just go, yes, that's the thing I want to buy. That's the thing I need. Another tip I have is to make a plan, have an overall purpose for that piece of content. Why are you creating it? Are you creating it because you haven't put anything on your grid for a while or you're, you know, you haven't sent an email out for a while or done a blog post? What is it feeding into? If you can understand what the end result is that you want from that piece of content and not every piece of content is to just get someone to buy it. You know, it could be totally different reasons. If you have that purpose in mind, you will know how to create that piece of content to get it to go to where you need it to be. Rather than thinking, I'm just going to create a video and let's just hope it does its thing. Hope it goes viral. But what do you want to achieve from that? You know, if you can kind of think about the purpose, sometimes it helps you create that content a little bit better. And then the last tip I'd say is do not overthink what your competitors are doing. It's easy to see what somebody else is creating and posting on your feed. You've gone, oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to do that. But then it pulls you away from the focus and the plan. And you don't know what their goals are. You don't know if they're different to yours. You don't know their journey. You don't know what they're focusing on. You've just seen a great idea. You've got that shiny object syndrome and you create it. And then if it doesn't perform how theirs has performed, you're comparing yourself to why, you know, why, why didn't do as good as theirs, but you don't know what their intention was. And just dialing back to one of your beginning points in terms of understanding what makes you different and what makes your brand point of just your brand different. And I know from working with some clients that people struggle with this a little bit to help to identify what makes them different. What are your thoughts on helping them to dig a little bit deeper to understand their own brand a bit better to understand why they're different? So I think as an example, if I use myself as an example, I know that I create Canva graphics and lots of people create Canva graphics, lots of designers, lots of VAs, you know, create Canva graphics, lots of different people who have different job titles do that. And so I could just go, oh, well, I'm creating like everybody else creates. And is that, how is that different? What makes me different is that I have 10 years worth of social media experience. So I'm not just creating with a purpose of, oh, that looks pretty, or I'm not using my design skills. I'm also using my marketing skills. And that mm-hmm. helps me stand out from the next person who maybe doesn't have that much experience. So I'm kind of looking at what else I have to offer rather than the top line. And the top line is I do camera graphics, but what is everything underneath that? And it is my experience. It is the fact that I am obsessed with yellow and I love bright things, you know? (laughs) So I'm always kind of thinking, what's the brightest in the room? And I'm attracted to bright, bold graphics. So I have people coming to me for bright, bold graphics a lot of the time. And whilst I do design all sorts of graphics, you know, I do get a lot of people going, it's so bright. It's so out there. 
that's because of the content I put out and the surroundings I have in my office, you know, and those things all make me a little bit different to the next person that does maybe pastel graphics or beige graphics or very minimalistic kind of point of view. And it's kind of digging deeper than your top line is a tip I would say that maybe helps you in brainstorming what makes you different. Is it the way you say something? Is it the way you communicate your message? Are you ready to scale your e-commerce store? Want to do it without having to wear yet another hat and become a digital marketing expert? This episode is brought to you by Neon Digital Clicks, the paid traffic partner for family and women's e-commerce brands wanting to scale their stores from five-figure to six-figure months using Meta, Google, and Klaviyo marketing services. Neon is offering listeners a free scaling audit worth £3,000. So whether your sales have plateaued or you're looking for growth, this is a great opportunity to lift the lid on your business and identify where the opportunities are hiding. Head to scalingglow.com to discover just how much revenue you could scale your store to this year. And so would you say for people to start with the plan and then look at what makes them different? I think you could do it both ways. I think, yes, you could start with the plan of what you want your content to perform, you know, the goal that you want to have in terms of like your overall marketing strategy that the content strategy and your marketing strategy should feed into each other. It's not one or the other. It should be part yeah. of the bigger plan, of course. I like to start with what makes me different because it gets me excited first. And I'm a very visual person. I'm I'm not really a, I don't really like analytics and data. That kind of like, it's all right, but you know, the, the fun stuff, it's not really the fun stuff for me. So my process would be to have that plan, but not to really think about it too much. I would think that makes me different. That makes me excited first. That would get me going. And then I could obviously look at the bits underneath. And you create a lot of content and you create content. At, so I'm not saying that you create content, but you create a lot of content. It's what you're doing all the time. Mm-hmm. When I've started being doing it before, I feel like it's been a bit of a slog or I've, you know, it's taken me quite a long time. I probably just basically need to come and say, Georgia, come and help me, help me out. But what are your tips for creating content or creating kind of large batching content, I suppose, or creating large volumes of content? If you have something that you always talk about on your social, it's easier to do this. It doesn't work as much if you've got like seasonal products coming in and out all the time or you're replenishing things too quickly um, because you won't be able to to do this in, in advance, really. But if, for example, you know that you might put a quote on your grid and you know that those work, you know, they're slightly maybe they're memes or something like that or towards your industry and they always get a good result. So it's part of your strategy. That's what you want. You could sit down and create. I think I've done like 52 in one batch, which is one every single week for the whole year. You create 52 quotes, 52 memes, 52 graphics, whatever they are. And because you're doing them in a batch, you've now got one piece of content going out every single week for the whole year. And that might take you a couple of hours. You know, you could have it really simple as blank background with some text that would take you even less time. You know, you gather all your quotes, you put them in Canva and you batch create them like that. And if you can do content that makes sense to your account and that's very similar, you'll find it quicker than thinking, oh, I've got to do this title and what's this carousel about? and How am I giving value? You know, that is a, a lengthier process. But to speed batch, that's the easiest way to do it is to find a piece of content that you know you're going to post every single week and create loads of them in one go because then you've got something to pull on. Another way that I speed it up is to create all my content in the same like Canva projects, I guess. So you open up a new project and you just create a new slide and a new slide and a new slide. And 
why I do it like this is because when I'm doing a carousel, instead of thinking about a brand new design for that carousel, I just go back to the previous carousel and I just alter the words. I alter the headline and it's done and it saves me time rather than overthinking, oh, what's the background for this? Or what does it look like? Oh, I want to create something special, you know, and it helps me with consistency because I'm just kind of doing the same thing, but it also then helps me with time because I can just go back and and kind of repurpose that. And if you were a new account, I suppose mm-hmm. then you would approach your your content and your account as you you talked about in your tips. What about if you were an existing account that needed a refresh or perhaps you've not posted for a very long time and you're like, right, okay, I need to get back to this. Mm-hmm. If you've not posted in ages, I would say just start posting <laughs> because a lot of people overthink it and they kind of are like, oh, I need to do this. I'm back. I've had this break, you know, and no one really cares that you've had a break because there's so many accounts people are not you know, noticing these days, you've been off. So I would say don't overthink it and just start posting again. Obviously post with some sort of plan or a purpose um, rather than just putting it up online. But what I would say is think about a refresh. So there's obviously a reason why you stopped posting. And is that because you ran out of time? Is that because you got bored with your content? You know, why, why is that? So if it's because you got bored, then I would say have a a, a mix up, mix things up, have a look at the contents you've been posting that you really enjoyed, have a look at what worked for you, repurpose something. If it's because you didn't have time, then that's a process issue rather than um, a content issue. So maybe have a look at outsourcing to a content creator to help work with you or mix up your ideas, your strategy, work on that with somebody so that you can come back and you feel like you have a purpose, you know, you have a plan in mind, a content plan. Ultimately, I would look at what hasn't worked in the past and try and fix that. If you kind of had this idea that I must post every single day and it just got too much for you and so you haven't posted for a month, then let's look at a better consistency for you. You know, is it twice a week? Is it once a week? So I guess it's just looking at why you stopped. And then what what are your kind of manageable minimums? If it's three days a week and that keeps you consistent, then that's fine. Yeah, do that. And I suppose, like you say, it's doing what's right for you that keeps you consistent rather than going, you you might post five days a week for a month and then disappear for two because you're like, oh my God, what? I can't do that. I can't continue with that level of content. And how can people find you and how can they work with you? So I am on at Ray of Social absolutely everywhere. I live on Instagram and currently LinkedIn. Ooh, go me. I've been dabbling in LinkedIn recently. So yeah, I'm most active on Instagram. It's where it's the channel that I love. You can find me there. You can work with me either for content creation or graphics or strategy and audits as well. I do everything ideas wise. Amazing. Thank you so much for all those great tips. And your links are going to be in the show notes so people can find you there. And yeah, you won't be able to miss Georgia. Anything you'll you'll be like, okay, it's the yellow person. It's the <laughs> it's a very bright and energetic and singing and dancing a lot of the time. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me, Georgia, and thank you for all your great tips. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Start, Scale, Succeed. If you've enjoyed today, I would love for you to leave a review and I will see you again next week. If you'd like to hear more from me, your host, Nicole Higgins, you can follow me on Instagram at The Buying Retail Coach. Check out my website, www.thebuyingretailcoach.com or find me on LinkedIn. All the links are below in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe to my newsletter, The Step, for lots of helpful tips and advice.